We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. I say, Skylar, does Wando know how you're speaking about this team? Because I can't imagine you'd be very happy about it. It's. I didn't even put Wando in my rankings this week. What? <laughs> I, saw, wow. I saw him in JDs and I was like, oh man, I kind of messed that one up. <laughs> um. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of RotoWire. Excuse me. Joined on this Tuesday by Skylar Redpath and J.D. Bazo to talk about some Major League Soccer. Gentlemen, we have another double game week because that's pretty much all we have from now on, it seems. Uh, we have eight teams that play twice, and... Your rankings, which uh, JD yours are here at rotowire.com slash soccer. Skyla yours at mlssoccer.com. That's the M, capital M, capital L, capital S, and then lowercase s for the soccer. Is that right, Skyla? <laughs> That's right. You got okay. to get the major league soccer soccer.com right. That's right. So, That's right. Okay. There you go. Um, so you can find your rankings there. Uh, they're obviously packed with double game week players. Uh, before we get into that, How'd you guys do last weekend? Not good here. Uh, <laughs> not, 93 points. So frustrating week. I mean, I started out, felt pretty good about my Red Bulls contingent. I had BWP 
captain had uh, Royer in the midfield and they had Aaron Long and Lawrence in back, which um, those two had a pretty bad first game. Um, I, I was kind of banking on that second game, the home game against DC being the one that they would get their points and they did. So, um, you know, felt okay with my Red Bulls guys, but I had to make some pivots along the way when Shalloway was, was uh, on the bench to start the SKC game. I brought Felipe Gutierrez in for him kind of uh, similar in price. Gutierrez was a little bit more. He ends up coming off at halftime and gets me a point. So that stung. Um, then, yeah, just a couple more decisions on down the, on down the uh, list. Uh, at goalkeeper, I had Bono in instead of a guy like Andre Blake, who ended up getting a clean sheet instead of Tim Milia, who ended up get, getting a clean sheet. And I was big on all those guys um, heading into the weekend and uh, somehow just uh, in the scramble ended up on Bono. So, few decisions here and there that I think ended up costing me, you know, 10, 15 points. And that's, you know, that's kind of the difference between top 100 right now. JD, you crushed it. I think 108 looks pretty high to me. Yeah, I think 108, it, I was weak rank 32, it looks like. Um, that pushed me up to, I think I'm 23rd overall for the fall season. Um Back in the running. Seriously. First overall, if you count both combined, which the website confusingly still does. But oh, uh, oh wow, that's, that's good stuff. I mean, it means nothing. But um, I think yeah, all, I, mean, I, I think, think the MLS cool, fantasy purists may consider that like really the supporter shield. Yeah, it's like the supporter shield of fantasy. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. So that's actually yeah, true. That's... Maybe I can even if I don't win either season, maybe I can chalk up a first overall win. Yeah, you'd be like the Count true champ, the true champion of MLS yeah. fantasy. And Get a little not... uh, GoFundMe started for the the true champ, <laughs> that two thousand yeah. dollar prize to you. Not not quite right off into the sunset, uh, but I I would be satisfied having won a, a first overall. I guess so. Um, I I did go with the Guzan Andre Blake Keeperu, like I suggested in the rankings. That worked out pretty well for me. Um Shallowy being out actually really helped me. I forget what the exact move was, but I was able to pull in Seth Sinovic in defense. Um Yeah, I actually don't know what else I did, but um Yeah, that was the move I ended up kind of kicking myself about because you know, SKCD against Minnesota without right. Quintero. That was the play. I had Zusi, but, you know, I went Gutierrez in the midfield instead. I did have Johnny Russell in the midfield, but I was, you know, and in retrospect, I was like, I should have just gone uh, Sinovic there instead of Gutierrez. But, yeah. you know. So. You know what I did? I had I had a defender on the bench. I forget who it was. I think it was Hagland. I had Hagland on the bench, and I had Shallowy in the midfield, and then both Hagland and Shallowy didn't start. So I moved to Sinovic and Marky Delgado, but I put Sinovic straight into my lineup, um, whereas Hagland was on the bench. So that worked out really well because Delgado's his five just sat on my bench. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, every everything was great. I had clean sheets across my back line with Lawrence, Zusi, Sinovic, Andre Blake. Um, everything else was standard. I mean, Royer, Adams, Martinez. BWP and Rubio, those are players that everyone was pretty much using or um, something similar. And then Lee Wynn has bitten me a couple of times that I've used him now. He only got me four points, which I was disappointed with. But when, when all these other ones go your way, I can't complain too much. Mm -hmm. uh, I 
will keep my uh, podcast streak going of the lowest score of the podcast. Um, I missed lineup lock uh, for the Hudson River Derby. We call it Derby. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, I had Royer, Adams, uh, when I built my lineup, Laid and Mule. I decided I was so far behind and there only a few <laughs> weeks left that I was going to just forget Nothing. about BWP. I was going to go full BWP fade, thinking a lot of people would have him and captain him. That would have uh, been fine. He only got eight points. Yeah, yeah it was fine. Uh, it also helped tremendously that I captained Javinko and forgot about it. Um, because nice. the other thought was like, if I wasn't going to captain BWP, I should at least take a Red Bulls guy because they're going to play twice. Uh, I didn't, but I went with Javinko and that kind of saved it. My front line of Javinko, Vela, and Martinez was good. But then I had Haglin. I missed uh, Shallowy because I figured once I was dead, I just gave up on my line for the week. So um, <laughs> you could have had one of the highest scores of the I week. Could have killed you were just I could have killed it. Yeah, I was sixth. Um, I had a week rank of six at one point. And then it all went downhill from there to week rank uh, 985. So nothing um, says uh, play catch up like starting mule and late. Yeah, well, I had them on my bench. Um, oh, okay. But the thing is, is that I had I laid mule and Figueroa on my bench, and I believe I made this lineup. I don't know when I made it, but whatever it was, I had Hagland and Shallowy starting, and then when they didn't play, I was like, oh, all right. I basically did a switcher, you know, a lazy roo. And uh, Mule and Figueroa went in with their combined four points, which didn't Ouch. help. Yeah, I had well, wins. Always next season. I did do the Blake Guzan uh, keeperu that helped, and I had Jack Elliott, who got ten. But I really should have had a monster week, yeah. and I totally blew it. Elliott helped me out too. He's, I mean, if you start Elliott like every week this se- uh, yeah. whole season, it's been pretty clutch. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get another price rise, and I think that's. That's one thing. I know JD's kind of separated himself from the pack a little bit. Um, I think you said, Andrew, you've got more uh, team value than my squad right now. So, man, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Poor over here. Mm-hmm. I'd throw you a few bucks here. Right right you can't complain about being poor with the salary. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm at uh, 116.7, which isn't uh, quite as good as it could be, but it's pretty good, I think. So I'm, I can't complain, except for that castellanos price rise that mls support's still apparently working on it three weeks later so mm-hmm. we'll see if they ever they told me they get back to me but i'm skeptical hmm. yeah you're probably as likely to get that that uh price increase as i am to get that 500 dollars show up in my DraftKings account from a diego rossi assist that they missed a few weeks back <laughs> it's not happening did you give up the rui diaz uh goal man i mean that's that's <laughs> Nope. <laughs> the answer is no. I can see where uh, you know people say just fanned at it. I'm I'm gonna stick by that. Just like a hair fraction of his cleat nicked it, bottom of his cleat nicked it over the line. It's so it's too close to call. But <laughs> Harry Kane you know, thought from it was a fantasy goal. Fantasy perspective, then yes, I'm I'm gonna be Harry Kane. That that, that was a goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Well, if it was Will Bruin, he probably would have put it over the crossbar. So oh. you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh. All right, let's uh, jump into week 27. As I said earlier, we've got a few double game weeks. We've got Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, New York Red Bulls home against the Houston Dynamo and D.C. United home against Philadelphia. And then 10.30 p.m. Eastern, we've got San Jose hosting FC Dallas and Portland hosting Toronto. Uh, Looking at your rankings, the two of you, there doesn't seem to be uh, much consideration about uh, playing single game week guys there are 
a few I wanted to touch on, but we'll get to them in a minute. Uh, the big forward uh, discrepancy I'm seeing here, and your top guys are pretty much um, the same. It's basically Javinko, Rooney, BWP, and Josie. Um, Skyler, you have uh, Lucas, is it Hansen? Is that how we basically Jansen. say it? Is it actually Jansen, though? Isn't he like a... Uh... I mean, I, I don't know if he's... I don't I think, think he's... Uh... I think it's Jansen. I think he's is he European maybe? I thought he he's was Argentine, he's Argentinian, right? right? Yeah. yeah. He's Argentinian. So it's yeah, been a while since I spoke, but I believe it should be Hansen. The... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it should be Hansen. Yeah. But... but anyway, you have Lucas Hansen or Jansen fifth. And JD didn't crack the twenty. So somebody has some explaining to do. All right, uh, so my explanation is that uh, I had some pressure from the editor to get these out this morning, and I was plugging them <laughs> in uh, on my way to work slash uh, before work, whatever, and uh, he needs to be edited. Okay, in good. There. I okay. don't think I'd have him at five, but uh, he's probably top ten for sure. Okay. Yeah, and I think for me it was more of a play on if Javinko sits at Portland, which is very much a concern this week. I mean, he's my top forward this week if he plays both games, but um, definitely some some chatter amongst the fantasy community that, um, yeah, there's a good possibility that he might not even go on the trip to Portland. I think that would be crazy. Um, he's still my number one forward this week. Until I see that he's not in the lineup, then I might bump him down. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Jansen or, or Hansen, uh, whatever his, his – however you pronounce his name, I think that – I ranked him up that high just based on, you know, if Javinko doesn't go, then, yeah, I mean, it's he's been playing, he's been starting, and he's been producing. So, um, yeah, I feel like he's a pretty good play this week. And you've got Josie right there that's going to be working his way back into the mix too. So be interested to see kind of how those three work together, if they're all three going to be in the lineup yeah. when everybody's healthy and eligible to play. Um, but, yeah, that I mean, I've been unlikely. impressed. It, yeah, it does, but just with At Toronto's, least at first. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably all be in at the end of the game, but I don't think they'll start all three of them. Right. I don't know. I mean, this first game is, is probably one that they won't all three start. I could maybe see. I mean, I, I think in, you know, their best lineup would probably feature all three of those guys in there if they can find a way to make it work. Yeah, what formation do they play, though, with all three? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, I think... <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, Jansen's kind of a, a wild card. He's just gotten thrown into the mix, and we really haven't had time to see how all three of them will work together, but I think they can make it work. I mean, maybe throw uh, Josie in the middle up top and put Javinko and, and Jansen on the wings around him. Yeah, that's like just that. a, a lot of not playing defense from three whole players. And if Vasquez is out there, he's not exactly a – Defensive stalwart himself. Well, that's there's no way Vasquez is playing with those three. <laughs> okay. Is the concern about Javinko not playing actually like Toronto need points? Yeah, I think it's a legitimate concern because he has a what a groin issue going on. Yeah, he let's see at San Jose a couple weeks ago. He was kind of baffling because he came off the bench and you know it felt like they were kind of in that must win mode even at that point so i was kind of scratching my head but yeah it turns out he was dealing with a groin injury i think he came off the bench and still assisted on the equalizer or something that game and then he played this past weekend um against montreal had two goals played 73 minutes and came off after uh 
you know, it seemed like the win was pretty much in the bag. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, it's definitely a concern for me, but like I said, in my rankings, he's had pretty, I think he's had nine straight games that he's had at least a goal or an assist in. So, I mean, I feel like even if he's, if you can tell me that he's going to come off the bench and play 30 minutes um, at Portland and then start and go 90 or, you know, 75, 80 at, at home against LAFC, like, He's still a top option for me this week. I'd still want to have him in my lineup, even yep. if he gets like 120 minutes. So it's it's just going to be a tough call. And the hard thing is, is that Toronto plays in the the late game. They're two late games Wednesday yeah. night, so you're not going to really have too many options at that price to pivot to. And so that's where I'm kind of thinking that a guy like Joseph Martinez, similar price point. He's 13 million. Uh, Javinko's 12.5. Like. That could be a scenario where I could see, you know, Martinez entering my lineup if if Javinko is just ruled out altogether in that late game. I'm not that I'm shocked that you're saying that, but that kind of was one of the points I wanted to bring up because you have 13 forwards, all of whom played twice, uh, ahead of Martinez in your rankings. Nope. Like, do you really think Corey Burke? outscores Joseph Martinez even with two games. Well, that's yeah. a little bit of too much hate for Corey Burke, but and you're talking I mean, to Skyler by the way cuz Joseph's my number 5 forward. Yes, I am talking to Skyler. Right, yeah. No, it's it's definitely a play on the double game week. I mean, you look at um taking nothing away from Joseph Martinez. He's had an amazing season, but I mean, we all thought that he was going to blow it out at Orlando this past weekend. I think DC's uh I mean, it sounds funny, but they're silly to say it, but they're more sound defensively than Orlando. I could see uh, Joseph Martinez getting shut out here. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but he only scored one against Orlando. Yeah, maybe he had to get the... Orlando the, parks uh, the bus, though. Like, completely well, parked the bus. DC parks the bus. I'm just saying, I mean... At two, home? Me, DC's going to park games. the bus at home? They could. Give me two games from Corey Burke uh, at DC, which obviously Mar Martinez is playing the same matchup and then at Orlando, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying and then at Orlando is like the kicker so um, yeah, give me give me two bites of the apple with Corey Burke I think he could put up uh you know score a goal in one game and and get three the other get 10 points yeah Joseph gets his goal at DC and then there you go Burke's got 10 Joseph's got seven it's, the, it's just the the double game week I mean two is better yeah. than one right you're, you're right Yosef Martinez never scores more than one goal not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, what if? You know, um, like DC or uh, yeah, DC kept Red Bulls to uh, a one goal game the last time they played, and we all thought Red Bulls were going to blow it out against them too. So, do they ever blow anyone yeah. out though? Yeah. This, I just look at his BWP who never scores more than one. He actually is somebody who doesn't score more than one. He, yeah, he's actually a one goal right. and done guy. But all right. Um. JD, if Javinko sits, at least on um, on Wednesday, do you move to another double game week, or do you go with Joe or Martinez? So you'd you have could to even move, switch You'd have to move to Baji, Wando, or Hosen, or Armenteros, or like you said, someone on TFC. Probably someone on TFC is the best bet. Mm -hmm. Josie's a little closer in price, but I do like Baji this week. Um. He's six point nine million. Yeah, I think I have him sixth overall for my forward rankings. Mm -hmm. um, here's the thing. 
we should be able to figure out if Javinko's even traveling to Portland because he's not going to travel if he's not going to play. Right. Correct. And he's not – if he does travel, he is going to play even if it's as a substitute, I would imagine, unless like something crazy goes on, like some red cards or whatever. So um, – I think I mean, we might could... be able to find that out tonight. Yeah, We're recording we... this on Tuesday. I mean, they they would have had to have traveled to Portland this today, right? Theoretically. Probably. <laughs> there I mean, maybe it could be as we speak, but it probably was earlier this morning. Right. Uh, I haven't seen anything prior to taping the podcast, but I I'm sure a beat writer hopefully will have noted it by the time eight o'clock Eastern rolls around and we need to make our final decision. Because mm-hmm. If Javinko traveled, he's probably in my lineup. For sure. Like, even if he might sub. Hmm. Any consideration if, if he's not um, for Martinez from you? I mean, do you think that's a, a wise pivot there, even though Martinez has that single game? Uh, I think I would leave Javinko in to see if he plays on Saturday because Martinez plays Sunday. You mean so it you, just straight up say we each have we have one game from Javinko, one from right. Martinez? Yeah, like if it's a one-off, like yeah, I mean, no, for I'd me, probably, then I feel like Javinko is still Javinko. the better play. Yeah, so. yeah, they're they're at home. He would be just as rested as Martinez, essentially. Um, but they need the they need the points more than Atlanta need the points. Right. Hmm, right. So you already have. Javinko was amazing last game, by the way. Two goals and an assist, and it was uh, they were all pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So vintage performance, um, not that, that word. And uh, Jansen or Jansen, by the way, he had a goal disallowed, uh, so he's pretty close to having a goal and an assist himself. Osorio looked good. Josie's gonna come back into the fold, so I think it should be a hopefully a good week for Toronto. But they do have two tough opponents, and at Portland is not going to be easy. See, I feel like Toronto's got a chance here to, to go in and, you know, pick on a walking wounded with Portland. I mean, Portland's lost, what, four, four straight or something like that. Yeah, it but it's not, have like... they been bad losses, really? I mean, hosting, what, Philly, did they lose yeah. that game? No, I mean, they haven't. They've uh, There was a game that I watched that they did look pretty bad, but, I mean, they've like this past weekend against Seattle, they they looked that game could have gone either way. Yeah, just that saying, road I mean, trip I think was with... rough though. I mean, they had to go to DC and then they had to go to Kansas City. So I'm not really knocking yeah, them for that. that Kansas City game that I was thinking of, but yeah, I mean, it just feels like in Toronto's spot. Like, I get it that yeah, maybe they could somewhat mail this one in and play for a draw or whatever. I well, just that'd don't be nice. happening, I man. I mean, they're... I don't know why people are saying that. Yeah, you're right. Toronto's going to go for three points. They have they've to. Got, they yeah, have to, right? Two. Yeah. I mean, um... Even if even if Javinko doesn't play with Josie and Jansen and I mean, you still have Osorio, Michael Bradley, Marky Delgado. You have some veteran defenders. Um, I mean, you can, you can definitely win Come on, I mean, Vanderbilt. Drew Moore, one of the best uh, center backs of the last couple of years. Um, Back in action. Yeah. Actually, their their biggest concern is in goal because I think Bono has been pretty bad lately. And I wouldn't be all that surprised to see Clint Irwin start one of these two games, if especially if they lose the first one. I feel like they did that all the time last year. That They split double game weeks. At least just... early in the year. Right. I don't know about it. But early they also had CCL last year too, right? 
I think they did anyway. But um, hmm. all right, all right, that's fair. Um, so you like Baji? That price is pretty attractive for people like Skyler and I. I'm glad I'm, I don't have to say myself and just myself. I almost now. prefer Baji to Corey Burke. I mean, I I've been Corey Burke's biggest fan. Um, he does dribble at like a potentially like high school level though. Um, I don't know. It's like very long, weird strides, but he's super fast and just gets on the end of balls. So I don't know. I'm not sold on Burke. He's in my lineup right now, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be playing him. Hmm. Baji's in my lineup too. So if I, I had to the, pick one, I think I'd go Baji. Attractive. Yeah, I think I think the attractive thing about Burke is just that matchup at Orlando. It looks juicy, but I mean the the matchup for uh, Baji and Arudi too. Houston at home. Mm-hmm. I like it. I mean, I like Arudi just as much as I like Baji. You sure Arudi's gonna play both? I mean, you could say the same for Baji, but Baji's right. been playing more, right? Um, it feels since like he was integrated, been... which was like two games ago. Yeah, I mean, it feels like Arudi's been playing more, but uh, I feel like uh, Arudi's been kind well, of Arudi didn't play the last game, right? He came on at halftime, okay. I think, for, for Baji, actually. Oh, for Baji, okay. But, I mean, he's been playing a little bit underneath Baji when they're on the field together, which... Yeah, that's, you know, that's I think a they good could co- I think they could, yeah, they could coexist like that, and it feels like it's giving Arudi a few more looks, so... Yeah, well, Arudi also hasn't other... scored in, like, what, uh, 10 games or something? Yeah, he's he's a little cold right Ten now. Starts. I think about... I think either of those guys, though, I mean, at that price point, then one of those guys I think is, is going to have a big week this week. It's just throwing a dart and picking which, which one because you're not going to have them both in your lineup. It's Baji. <laughs> <laughs> Baji at least seems safer. Meaning neither safer to are, play both. That's but Neither not... of them are particularly safe, but right. throw them on the bench spot and get your, get your best score out of three guys on the bench and you're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like a Rudy's a little safer, but I guess a case can be made for either. Hmm. All right. I mean, a Rudy's been playing more consistently, but you know, whatever this last game was, maybe a little rotation just for because of the fixture congestion. But maybe because like a Rudy's been uh, not scoring. Maybe. <laughs> Baji hasn't. How, Baji hasn't how many times can you just keep either. trotting a Rudy out when you're in uh, the supporter shield race? I mean, and he's not he's scoring. A, yeah, but he's they're not. I mean, they're not really like suffering too too much. And I guess working Baji into the mix, they've got to find a way to get those guys going. You know, both together. So, no. I mean, Baji it feels like might have a little bit more uh, upside just with his if he's going to be the guy that Dallas is looking to for goals, but a Rudy feels safer for minutes to me. <laughs> We're kind of the opposite. Cause I think a Rudy has more upside cause he scores uh, some really good goals and takes shots from wherever he feels like it. Whereas I think Baji's the safer bet to play both games. Mm-hmm. So Baji, let's see. Baji hasn't played more than 60. He started all three 20? games that he's played for Dallas though. And I think he was yeah, subbed off so early Rudy, because because they knew there was going to be the double game week. So it looks like Baji's had one shot since he's joined Dallas. He's scored on his own his only shot for him. 
Meanwhile, I mean, so he, he scores every time he shoots. That's what I'm hearing. Yes, let's yeah, let's just get some shots off from him. Um, I don't know. I mean, Rudy's been in there longer. He Baji's still kind of getting going, but like I said, other guys at that price is going to be. Uh, I feel like is going to be have a good week. So maybe okay. see. And. uh it doesn't seem like the Houston guys are really in the conversation, even though you both kind of rank them around here. I didn't even uh, sort to the Houston team on the when I was setting up right. my lineup. Right. I will say, uh, JD, you have Elise uh, comfortably yeah, behind Minotis and Kyoto, and Skyler, you have a Elise before those guys. Is there a reason you like him more than the others? Eh, not really. I, feel like, I think for me, in like real life soccer, I feel like he's a better player. Uh, maybe Kyoto's on the same level, but it's close between all all three of those guys. Um, Elise, maybe, maybe up. I think he was suspended. He just returned this last week, so maybe he's a little bit fresher than the other two. Um, you know, a few little factors like that. It's, but I, all three of those guys are pretty much off my radar. Um, double game week. I mean, you you can't put it past somebody that plays 180 minutes not to you know just happen to get on the end of something i mean we it's mls that happens all the time so they they make their way into my rankings in a double game week but you know single game week scenario obviously they're i'm not even considering them right all right that's fair uh let's go to midfield uh we've got a few guys who i was looking at rostering and so we can uh talk about them um the big difference i see and i'm a little surprised how that it's one in one of you was a little more aggressive than the other. Uh, Skyler, you've got Daniel Royer second uh, amongst your midfielders, and JD, you have him all the way down at ninth. And I feel like you're usually more of the Royer pusher. Um, so JD, why are you not? Why is Royer barely making the top ten for you? Uh, purely because I think there's going to be rotation. Oh, okay. He played uh, 160 plus minutes mm -hmm. in the two games last week. Um, I think one of these games is a good time to rest him. Okay. Skyler, do you feel, yeah, feel like there's any hesitation at that? or? Yeah, I just feel like you can kind of say that for a lot of these DGW guys, really. I mean, uh, Valeri even, I feel but like. But not all of them was... played two games last week. Only the Red Bulls did. Yeah, it's true, but I mean, I, I just feel like all you know, all these double game week players feels like their schedules have been congested. There's no but way yeah, Valeri I mean, Valeri's not going to sit out one of these games because they're not even in a playoff spot right now. No, I think he's safe. That's why he's my number one midfielder. But I could see a scenario where, yeah, if, if they feel like he needs to rest, and yeah, maybe at New England. Um, but no, I, I think that's that's partly why he's my number one midfielder is just because of where they sit in the playoff standings they need him this week so but no i mean it's yeah it's rotation i mentioned this in my rankings article that rotation is definitely a concern with red bulls this week um i'm not really i'm not really targeting any of them unless you know we see that lineup at you know a guy like royer's end and, and i feel like they are going to roll all their starters out at home so at, at that point then you just got to kind of just uh take that risk that they'll get some minutes at Montreal. I mean, 
might not get the full 90 minutes out of a guy like Roy or Kaku or BWP, but man, that off at home against Houston, I feel like is a pretty good spot for all those guys to you know, give you a good, nice run. Hope you get some minutes and production out of them and match up Montreal. So I, I don't have the uh, equation this week, but yeah, roster rotation. All right, is a concern for me too. That yeah, I mean that reasonable idea. Yeah, yeah, it feels like if if Royer goes and yeah, it's he's probably up there top two or three for me. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's it's kind of a what if? I mean he could he could go 160 minutes. He could play whatever 110 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like so, wait, he's your number two ranked midfielder, but you said you're not using him this week. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's to be determined. <laughs> I mean, you got Sorry. guys like uh, Pablo Arangi's seven million. That's three million cheaper. I'm poor, JD. Remember that? I got to. <laughs> are, so, are you using Luciano Acosta, who's the same price? I'm kind of leaning towards using him with the two gate with the two games at home. Um, that one, that one was close for me. I had Acosta right there. I think I might have even had him at number two at one point, but I bumped Royer up. Uh, before I submitted the rankings, I mean that's that's kind of a coin flip for me. But yeah, I think I don't know right now. Then yeah, I think Acosta would probably make my lineup ahead of Royer. Hmm. All right, that's fair. Um, yeah, Valeri obviously the number one. Um, let's talk about the Philly guys. You you could fade Valeri this week. Wow. I think a lot of a lot of people are talking about it. I'm not going to. It just seems uh, risky, but. Um... He hasn't been playing that good lately. I think he'll he'll pick it up and he'll be fine. But um, I wouldn't say he's a must play, especially when you factor in the savings. If you downgrade a 13 million player, um, that really opens up some other good lineup options. So if you use the money right, then I don't think you need to have Valeri. Wow. He's still my number one midfielder. He's in my lineup, but I don't <laughs> I don't want to talk like it's a it's a lock. It's definitely not a lock. All right, that's reasonable. Um, where was I going after that? Uh, oh, Philly guys. Philly. Yes, yeah. Philly guys, sorry. Uh, Dachal at four, uh, Medunyanin at seven. That's in uh, JD's rankings. And uh, Dachal at 10. And I'm still, oh, there's 15 for Medunyanin. So, Say no more, it's the the road games. <laughs> But he's got that really tough one at DC. That's because they're going to shut down <laughs> Yosef Martinez. Where would you? How would you expect yeah, a child to do right. it? That's true. But Skyler likes Corey Burke better, who also plays at DC. <sighs> then he's got that Orlando kicker who just Orlando just shut down Martinez. It just uh, gotta love MLS. <laughs> um, do we? <laughs> I mean, here we are talking about MLS <laughs> fantasy soccer on a Tuesday evening, so I guess yeah. so. In, in, fair- watch. in fairness, um, DC United will get to play Burke first so that they're really prepared for Joseph Martinez because they're basically <laughs> playing the same guy. Right, practicing that, yeah. against a, a comparable player. Yeah. That's true. Uh, but anyway, how, how aggressive should we be with these Philly guys, J.D.? I have uh, – actually, I have four. In your lineup, so uh, one's on the bench. Wow, I might I might end up with less, um, but right now I have Tachal, 
I have uh, Elliot in the back because he's insanely affordable. Yeah. Um, you play DC in Orlando. I don't care that they're on the road. I think you have a good clean sheet chance. If not, he'll get some bonus points. And then I have Corey Burke up top. He's kind of the one that's most in limbo. And I have uh, Bedoya on the bench, actually. He Ooh. costs only $6.8 million. I don't love it, but um, it's affordable. It helped me get some other things in there. So unless I can find a cheaper option I like more, I think I'm going to stick with Bedoya as one of my switcheroo options. Wow. And you could still – I mean, I love Madunianine if you have the price. I mean, he's like a supercharged Bedoya. Um I think he had like four or five bonus points last game. He grabbed an assist. The only thing is you're not getting the goal upside with Madunianin. Not that you're getting that much more goal upside with Bedoya. Mm -hmm. But T'Challa is clearly ahead of both. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I will say T'Challa did not play the full 180 last double game week. He mm -hmm. subbed on for one of the two, I think. Yeah. And Skyler, you're not as aggressive on Philadelphia. Is it the two road games? Yeah, in Orlando. Philly are legit. No, Phillies look good. Take nothing away from how they've their form lately. But yeah, I I feel like if you look at I've got Deutsch call it ten, even uh one spot ahead of him, Pablo Aranguiz, uh, who's just kind of working his way into the mix in Dallas. He's seven million. I feel like he's in a better spot, you know, at San Jose, who's just garbage this year, and then at home in that um, that Houston, Dar or that Texas derby against Houston. Um, I just I feel like all the guys ahead of Deutsch Call, you can make a case for. It's not anything that's you know separates them like massively, but it's just it's you know little things. Like I guess uh, Jonathan Osorio at home against LAFC, like I like him in that spot better than Deutsch Call at Orlando. So. Um, it's close. I'm, I'm not completely off of Philly this week. I think they, yeah, I mean, D.C. and Orlando are nothing to get uh, to stay away from, even on the road. So I could see where somebody would throw some Philly players in the mix. Yeah. The one that I'll really, the one I'll really take you to task for is having him behind Vaco. Vaco's been all right. Maybe. Yeah, but so, so these double away games or whatever, would you rather have Dallas at home or at Orlando, which game of, out of those two is easier? For, oh, for, uh, well, Vaco plays home to Dallas and DeShaw yeah. plays at Orlando. I would rather have Probably at the... Orlando. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say Vaco, um, at home against Dallas, but it's a toss up for me. It's, it's really <laughs> nothing, uh, Clear cut. Dallas is obviously the best team in the West, but San Jose, San Jose are extremely bad. They're the worst did, team did in the league. Did you see this yeah. last game? I mean, their, <laughs> def feels, their defense is like embarrassed. They have they have nothing to play for. They don't care anymore. Um, yeah. I just I can't fathom possibly taking anybody on that team except Wando because <laughs> Wando is trying to score goals. I say, Skyler, does Wando right. know how you're speaking about this team? Because I can't imagine you'd be very happy about it. It's I didn't even put Wando in my rankings this week. What? <laughs> I, saw, wow. I saw him in JDs and I was like, oh man, I kind of messed that one up. <laughs> um, 
No, well, he's coming off the bench for one. I mean, I think that maybe as the season winds down with San Jose in the spot that they're in, then I think that they'll probably start giving him some more playing time. So, their yeah, season's over. The season is winding down. <laughs> it's right. wound. Yeah, he's. They've. I mean, they really have no no reason not to just throw Wando out there every game from the start and just let him have a shot at get it, breaking the record this season. So, yeah, maybe Wando should be a top twenty forward this week. Um, but I don't know, Vaco. I guess just getting back to him, like it feels like he's been good for a good five points, even when he's not getting on the score sheet. And it feels like he's, you know, he's probably the closest player from San Jose to getting on the score sheet. And so when he does, you're getting a pretty big return. And even when he doesn't, if you can give me five points out of him, it's a pretty safe ten points. I mean, yeah, that's not what you're playing for necessarily, but it's like, you know, it's better than. Uh, whatever guy that shows up with like two points each game you just get four points out of your DGB guy so oh, man. Yeah, I, mean, I mean I feel like Deutsch calls the same type of player like he could get that it's really close between those two there's really nothing that separates them too too much yeah I think they're completely different players but maybe if in terms of fantasy scores then you can make it. Yeah, but yeah, Baco has two full. Fans. He has two full games here uh, in recent history with only three points. The only thing that's really appealing to me about Vaco is he just shoots the ball at will. He has <laughs> dating back to the round 19, so that's uh, eight games. He's taken four shots and gotten a bonus for shooting in every single game. Yep. But uh, he only has two goals in that period, and they both came in one match. So he's shooting the ball four more times, but he's not scoring at all, uh, which leads me to believe he's just, like, doesn't really care. He's wasting chances that he could set up his teammates with. He's just firing shots from outside the box. So I don't know. I'm just out on San Jose. There's no no point in taking it. Okay. I like it. Any other uh, midfielders you want to shout out well, before we move on? Skyler and I both said uh, Aaron Gies is only $7 million. Yeah. Uh, and even though Kyoto drove an elbow through his face last <laughs> game, I somehow escaped without a red card. Yeah. Uh, $7 million for him, that should probably be a lock yes. in your lineup. I agree. Yeah, when you were saying you had Bedoya, I was I was hoping that that wasn't in place of a guy like Arangiz because I no, feel like he's. Not. I mean, it feels like he's. Uh, it feels like he's on the verge of a, a breakout with Dallas. Like he's he's pulling the strings. He's, getting familiar with these guys. I mean, some of the passes I've seen him make, like I think we've mentioned it on the on a previous podcast. It looks like Maro Diaz. He looks like Maro. Yeah, never left. Um, yeah, I mean, he re- kind of reminds me of Rusnak a little bit. Yeah, so it's just at seven million um, for starting midfielder in a you know Dallas team. It's kind of in that supporters shield. I don't know. Are they in the supporters shield race? Dallas, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Feels like one of the New York teams is uh, looking at it right now. Yeah, well, Atlanta's got Dallas 54. have a Dallas have a game in hand on uh, on Atlanta and the Red Bulls, so they're theoretically at forty nine. So they're only five points behind Atlanta. Yeah, they're still in the mix. I mean, San Jose, that's three points. So they're, yeah, they're five points yeah. behind Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, you got to believe that Dallas wants to get him going, you know, right this time of the season, right before playoffs. Um, 
Yeah. Rayon does I love, love, love to rotate. That's the only dangerous yeah. thing. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's something to be aware of. I think if he does rotate, it'll be at San Jose. So we'll know. Um, still, I mean, I just love that play, especially if he starts both games. Yeah, the one – or we'll talk about it later. Never mind. Let's talk about it now. I was just going to – while we're talking about Dallas rotation, uh, their keepers could easily yeah. each play a game because they both have been – they've both lost the job like two times this year. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, neither one's playing very well. So them and Toronto are kind of in the same boat where you don't know who's going to start. So I don't think we can take a Toronto keeper. I don't think we can take a Dallas keeper unless uh, it's in like the back half of a switcheroo, like you took Robles or Bill Hamid first. Or you uh, you could make an argument for Andre Blake. I was but, about to say, you could make yeah. Yeah, Blake. So. Um, if they don't work out, then sure, switch to Jesse Gonzalez at four and a half if he plays at San Jose. Because mm -hmm. I, I do think whoever plays, if they have a good first game, they play the second game. I agree. What do you think uh, defensively in terms of rotation for Dallas? Well, um, Ziegler is just working his way back. So yep. I I would expect him probably not to play either match. Oh, okay. Um, which leaves minor Figueroa at $6 million remaining in that center back spot he's the guy i really like right now he mm -hmm. usually uh he gets some good bonus points when he's in the middle and then he'll get the clean sheet points if uh if they're available so he's the cheapest of the four projected starters um, yeah he likes to get up on set pieces too yeah and i guess he maybe does, of course but yeah absolutely like, yeah i like figaro at that price i mean i even like their wing backs pedroso has been pretty active their outside backs, I guess you could say. Pedrosa has been pretty active. I've got him pretty high this week. Um, yeah, he's, he's more of a daily four. fantasy play, but he's still a solid uh, season-long play. Yeah, I think he was the highest scoring of the, the Dallas defenders last week. And he's, I mean, yeah, he's getting off crosses. He's, uh, I think he's taking some shots here and there. So I, I like just, him this week. I just wonder if Hollingshead gets in instead yeah. of him. Um at San Jose maybe would be a good time to to rest Pedroso. Yeah, it's it's definitely, uh, like you said, um, Dallas are another team that I think you have some rotation concerns yeah. just based on their history. So, yeah, I, it's, it's I, something to watch for. I think that – I don't think they have enough guys to really rotate both wingbacks this week. So I think it's either Cannon or Pedroso. Mm-hmm. With Hollingshead bumping in for them, yep. Um, I would guess it's Petroso, but um, I don't. I think if Cannon starts the first one, he plays both, and he likes to join the attack a lot as well. He's only seven million. I I would like that play if I had unlimited cash, but we still aren't quite at that point yet. <laughs> Do you think uh, Dallas is more likely to rotate their defense than the Red Bulls? I don't know. I mean, just with their injuries and stuff, I don't think they – I mean, maybe like one of the guys that J.D. mentioned, like the like a Cannon or Pedroso, I think their center backs might be safe, though. I don't know who else they can put in right now. Maybe Moises Hernandez, but I just I don't <laughs> yeah, see that. He's, yeah, he's coming off – he looks like the only center back that's available right now. Mm -hmm. um, and and yeah, who doesn't I mean, want to see Aurelia and Collin start? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, even for Red Bulls, I just I don't know how they can go away from uh, 
that Aaron Longton Parker center back pairing that's been so good. I feel like if anybody, then I feel like maybe uh, Kamar Lawrence might get a break. Um, yeah. Maybe even yeah. I mean maybe uh, Escobar can Mar- bump in. Yeah, that. I think Mar- I feel like Mario is the safest of those guys just because he only played one game last week. Due to suspension, uh, not yeah, right, not because right, right. Due to they were arresting him. But yeah, yeah I agree he's, because he's, he's not going to play. He's not going to play four straight exactly. Okay. Well, I'm glad. Mario's the only Red Bull in my lineup, other than Robles, for what it's worth. Wow. Yeah, it's seven million is, is not like yeah. you're breaking the bank, so yeah. it's not right. a bad price for him if you know he's gonna play both games. Yeah, he chips in on offense too, and you're saving one point three million uh since you're not playing Kamar Lawrence. So that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. But everything's subject to change, but uh I don't know. I feel good about that one for sure. Hmm. So no Kaku? We didn't really talk about him much. No, I'm just nervous about the Red Bulls midfielders. I I think they'll I mean as a group they'll do good. I just don't don't know who I would use right. because of rotation and then you have uh Tyler Adams is up to 8.7 million. That's yeah. a little pricey. Um even Royer 10 million uh if everyone was on a single game week, that's a little above my price range for Royer in general. Mhm. Yeah, I mean um, he's real he's production dependent for sure. He's not like a guy like uh Ladero or, or Valeri, like these top tier midfielders that are usually ranked one, two, and three, um, that can have a, a down game and still come away with, you know, five or six points. I think Royer's Royer is the type of guy that you really need him to get you an assist or something to to pay off his value. Mm-hmm. All right. Or a pe- penalty kick. Right. Yeah. Right. Um <clears throat> we mentioned Elliot before. It seems like there are a few decent cheaper guys Toronto has a few although that's another kind of situation that there could be some rotation I mean it seems like they have 75 defenders all of whom are half of which are hurt usually but um, like does anybody really stand out Skyler you uh, have Morrow as your top Toronto guy at nine and then you don't have more in Zavaleta until 13 and 14 JD, you are a little more aggressive on Toronto, including with uh, Vanderreel. Um, any concern that those guys don't play both matches? Uh, the only guy I'd really look at, I think Moore is has fully worked his way back from injury, so I would hope he's he's starting both. Um, Hagland could get in for Zavaleta. Mm-hmm. He could also get in for Moore, I suppose, but I think if they do that, it'll be this next game against Portland. Um, so hopefully we can see, but um, I am. I think Vanderveel is going to start both. I think Morrow should start both. Um, what do I want to say? Oh, Mavinga sounds like he's still going to be out for both games. So yep. worry too much about that. Um, I feel pretty comfortable with Toronto's back line. Okay. If, if Bono were playing at his top level, um, I would feel a little better about playing them at all in the back. I don't currently have any Toronto defenders outside of Morrow, and he's coming in from the bench right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, uh, no o- O'Neill Fisher love, 5.9. Well, DC United exposure in the back. <laughs> I had him for his goal. None. <laughs> he had, he's got uh, had six points last week, uh, four bonus points, eight points the week before, and then eight that was points with the goal, right? That, 
never mind. Uh, no, it was with a clean sheet. The and then before that, yeah, he had a goal. So I mean, he's been producing. He's getting forward. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, I, nothing, it's nothing that's pretty that's going to be sustainable over the long term. But hey, with two games at home, I'm I'm on that train. I that's mean, fine. Five million. Yeah, like, I'd be me, pretty uh, shocked if they uh, if they kept a clean sheet this week. So that's kind of why I'm off of DC United. Right. The three teams I'm I mean I'm starting Figueroa, Elliot, and Murillo, and I think they all have a a solid clean sheet chance, mm-hmm. like markedly better than. Um, DC United. Hmm. Hmm. A Joseph Martinez fear. Um, I guess we kind of touched on goalkeepers already a little bit, talking about keeperoos with the Blake or Robles or Hamid. Um, is there anything more to say about that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, right now. I- Right now, I only have Robles, and I needed a 4.0 to make the rest of my lineup work, so that's why I'm nervous, because yeah. if if he doesn't get the clean sheet, I have to completely reassess, and um, there's a lot of yes. games after the Red Bulls. Uh, never mind. There's not a lot of games after the Red Bulls <laughs> play on Saturday, because everyone kicks off at the same time, essentially. Yeah. Um, you might get the 10 o'clock games, RSL and... Well, we definitely should. Yeah. Skylar, you ranked Marinovich pretty high. What's he, what's he cost? He's five point one, but he's got he's that single uh, game week. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, but if Robles yeah, chokes right. in both, right? Yeah, and he, it's a pretty good. I mean, at home against San Jose, I feel like he's probably the best. Yeah, Guzan's uh, only uh, five point three, right? Five point two. He's point yeah, one more, and they are at DC United. And, I don't trust DC at all in that <laughs> game, even though they have uh, Atlanta's number last year. But um, I don't know. We should also mention yeah, Wayne Rooney first. is. I mean, Wayne Rooney can't possibly be a lock to play both or start both. He's probably going to play both because they're at home. But um, like Rooney against Atlanta just cracks me up because he's not built to play that Atlanta team. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, we've seen him play against some once already. It, it, it wasn't pretty. I mean, right. they shut now, him down pretty. That was pretty, his first so. first start? Right. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think it road. was his first start on the road at uh, um, at Atlanta. So it's was, a tough place yeah, to start your tough, yeah. career for sure. But I was shocked uh, that they even started him there because, I mean, you picture how fast Atlanta can play. Yeah. And then you picture Rooney. Apart from the one super highlight reel he has this season – you picture Rooney like tracking or tracking him down or putting pressure on Atlanta, and I just don't see it. You mean that time that he tracked down old man Will Johnson? <laughs> Will Johnson. <laughs> Will uh, Johnson should have just retired that night. Right, right on the spot. Just yeah. walked right off the field. Took his jersey I, off. <laughs> I would have down. given him so much credit if he actually did that. It would have been hilarious. <laughs> it would have been like a Will Ferrell movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Poor Will. BWP is not a lock to start both of these either, by the way. No. That's it. Forward, we have to be extremely careful. Yeah. I think the the gut is go Javinko, BWP, Rooney, but um, man, you better do some research into whether you think they're all going to start. Mm-hmm. It's feasible that none of them play two games. Two starts, anyway. Right. I would, 
I would guess that BWP at least plays the home game. Yeah, I mean they're in the supporter shield race for sure. Mm-hmm. So, but it's more important to keep BWP fresh. And they they want to get Etienne some minutes. They actually started him. Yeah, they did last game, I believe. And I think you could just start him at forward. He's pretty good. Hmm. All right. Anything else? We forget anybody? Probably, try, uh, but uh, captain stab at captains. Oh. I didn't That's pick mine yet. With. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot hinges on Javinko. I was going to say, I'm sticking with Javinko if he's playing on Wednesday. But that's tough for me because I feel like, I mean, I'm Bruni's not that far off of Javinko for me. I mean, I've, yeah, Javinko's, I think, got a bigger ceiling, but Rooney at home with two games, DC making that playoff push. Like, I would probably captain him or Valeri next. And then, you know, we've got Rooney playing in that early game. Uh, Wednesday, so we won't have the I won't have the chance to, you know. Obviously, I can't go back and, and set Rooney up as captain after uh, the game started. So no captain Ruse yet. That one. No, no captain Ruse yet. There used to be a captain Ruse, I think, where you could set like your vice captain up, and <laughs> they like, really bought that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, that was a disaster out. that season where uh, yeah, people did not like that workaround. You're really convinced to captain Rooney over Acosta. I would captain Acosta. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Oh, man. I hate his matchup against Atlanta, though. Yeah, I think that Philly one's going to be the big one for DC because that's the team that they're chasing right in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philly's ahead of Columbus, or they sh- they should be ahead of Columbus soon, probably, and they're ahead of Montreal. Yeah, for yeah. so it's yeah, so it's Montreal. I think that will be yeah. the team that they. Would have to leave, but yeah, Philly's in fifth right now. Columbus really got uh, screwed last week. Did you guys see the double handball? No. So, uh, so they they were playing Chicago. Chicago's keeper at the end came out of the box and uh, had his hands like stuck out. Handball right on top of the box. No call. Apparently, you can't review it because it wasn't a. Uh, a dog so review for a red card so then they Iguain was coming into the right side of the box a couple minutes later and also struck some guy's arm no handball call there so they should have had probably two handballs in the box in the last however six minutes or whatever got nothing and escaped with the tie hmm hmm I think the the big takeaway here is that what were you doing watching Chicago Fire and Columbus Crew? <laughs> just, highlight, just, the, just the highlights, just the highlights. Ah, okay, okay. That's ah. okay. Columbus or Chicago, by the way, taking a nice three and a half week break from playing in the their professional soccer league to go to Germany for Schweinsteiger's testimonial. So if you didn't take MLS seriously before, I think you need to you need to reconsider now. <laughs> they're pre-World like Cup they're, It was the Red Bulls, I think, that did that with Henri, wasn't that a few years back? <laughs> was it three and a half weeks? That's absurd. Yeah, I don't know if it was like that, but yeah, it's pretty Can crazy. Can you imagine in the thick of the playoff chase for most teams, what if they actually were in it this year? Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, they're I not that. I have a feeling that trip wouldn't happen. Honestly, if they didn't drop uh, five out of their last six games, they would be in the race right now. 
But um, I I cannot believe that that's a thing. Three and a half weeks to go play a testimonial match and uh, train with Bayern Munich. Hey, what an experience for those guys. Whose season has started, so that's even more bizarre. Yeah, that's a lot. A lot but uh, whatever. Good, good for them. Uh, their ownership is awful. <laughs> Think of all the Chicago Fire jerseys that are going to pop up in Munich now. <laughs> if they anybody... don't even Oops. sell them in their own city. There's probably going to be more in Munich. <laughs> One day we'll take a trip to find out. Anybody has any follow-up questions, you can find uh, JD on Twitter at DFSMLS. Skyler is at DraftKicks. I am at Rotowire Andrew. Um, you can, as a reminder, you can find JD's rankings on rotowire.com slash soccer. Skyler's at MLSsoccer.com. I actually saw them right on the main page of MLSsoccer.com. You didn't even have to go to the fantasy section for them. Skyler getting the big billing over there. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for all of that, and uh, good luck this week. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.